hear the Sasquatch howling in the night Paranormal beings come out to play Feel that chill upon your neck But do not fear when the Rugeru barks Because we'll follow you into the dark Follow you into the dark. Into the Dark contains subject matter and language that may be unsuitable for younger listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, greetings, and welcome to NWCS Into the Dark podcast. This is our episode number 21. 21. 21. Two, one. Seeing if you guys are paying 21, attention. 2-1. Our, our podcast can now drink legally. <laughs> Have you been saving that? Have you been saving that up for like? I just thought of it actually. Yeah. How many of us are in the studio today? Uh, We've got uh, three in the studio (laughs) and one one joining us by uh, (laughs) via satellite. Uh, Welcome in the studio. We've got Jesse. Hey. We've got Rob. Hello. With forty-three Bs and get more. Danny from California. Now hey, joining hey, us hey. on the uh, video link so we can see him. Hi, buddy. What up? What up? <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, this is episode 21, the Rougarou. Uh, we've talked about 21. the Rougarou in the past, so I don't think the Rougarou is new to anybody. Jesse, you know what the Rougarou is? So vampire werewolf. It's not a vampire. Not I thought it doesn't it suck blood. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's a vampire. Oh. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the Rougarou. We've got a guest tonight, Jonathan, who is the uh, executive director of the South Louisiana Wetlands Discovery Center, and he's also the chairperson for the Rougarou Fest in Houma, Louisiana. He's going to be joining us mm. to talk about the uh, Rougarou. Uh, we did a adventure looking for the Rougarou while we were in Louisiana. Uh, at the Manchek Swamp, where there has been sightings of the Rougarou. We're going to talk a little bit about that. I also have a musical interlude by uh, some great Louisiana musicians who we were fortunate enough to see in concert. The uh, Well, we, I, I don't want to say concert. we saw them in concert. <laughs> uh, we saw them at a very, very small Cajun dance hall in a town called Brobridge, Louisiana, the Pine Leaf Boys. Uh, I figured that the, we should play them. The Pusseria? Is that what it's called? La Pusseria, yeah. correct. Um, we're going to talk about the Rougarou Fest. Uh, Jesse's going to have an EVP for us to... Uh, guess on the name that evp and then we're going to be wrapping wrapping things up uh but before we officially begin with our podcast here does anybody have anything new that they would like to discuss or throw out there anything tab uh, as you guys noticed tab is not in the studio with again again you know he's got one job (laughs) show up and can't even do that no but we do miss him we do do have something new though what do you got Mm mm-hmm I finally got my own key to the studio, and wow. that's weird because Big you weren't step. given a key. Yeah, it was. Well, wow! Uh, wow! How, <laughs> how does he have a key and he doesn't even work for you? Who gave you a key? I don't remember. So I got a key, and it was funny because this doesn't sound good. I, d- I don't like yeah, how. No this wonder is going. everything was all messed up. I don't in like here. how this is going. So you were telling me a while ago that you were in the office, and you were you know, doing some work or whatever. And then we have an ice maker and you heard that go off. And then 
you heard footsteps and he like starts walking through here nothing mm-hmm. and he just got freaked out and left so he told me that so i come i'm like you know what i'm gonna go in there so i came into the studio turned on the spirit box yeah. and <laughs> did a little investigation uh, oh no and caught some evidence <laughs> you did yeah oh, why don't you play that nice. for us i'm not gonna play it well all right here you go i'll play it I'm going to kill you. Yes. So there's a problem with that story. Okay. The problem is, A, and, you know, keep in mind I'm an investigator okay. by trade. So, A, you don't have a key. Are you sure? Yeah. And <laughs> you, you'll probably be getting one soon because I feel guilty about that. <laughs> B, uh, that wasn't in the office. That was your EVPs that you did at the uh, Zach Baggins Haunted Museum. So oh, you're, not, you're, you're, you're not a... Too bad of an investigator. Okay. I, always, I always thought you were kind of a yeah. I'm an investigator, <laughs> but no, that's pretty good. But the but the story of you and the fo- and the footsteps in here is true. That's all made up. Oh, you made that up? And, no, you made that up. <laughs> <laughs> you made that up. Anybody else have anything new besides uh, eight year old Jesse's stories? Oh, I am on the hunt for, for? us to take for this. Uh, a new girlfriend? Show inter- international. Well, that too. But uh, to take this show international, boys, we've. Uh, I have access now to a a, uh, uh, a website that tells me when there's cheap deals across the world, so mm-hmm. and the country for that matter. So I'll be I'll be keeping an eye out and uh, letting you guys know if I find something. We're gonna have to jump on it and maybe hit an international uh, investigation here. Jump on it! Jump on it! Everybody jump have their it. passport. Yeah, I do. You guys have your passport? <clears throat> I do, right here. Uh, I do have a passport. I'm having some IRS issues at the moment that may preclude me from leaving the state. Uh, the state? It'll be fine. Yeah. We'll get you a new identity. It's okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, speaking of international <laughs> listeners, I'm going to go over our international list again here real quick because we have nice. a lot of... Uh, a lot of international listeners, uh, Canada, France, Ireland, UK, Germany, Honduras, Ukraine, Sicilies. What is that? Do you guys know? S-E-Y-C-H-E-L-L-E-S, Sicilies? No. Do you guys know, even know where that is? No. No. Uh, Guam. I got some listeners in Guam. Puerto Rico, Pakistan, Hi. Hungary, Kenya. Hi. We have some... Uh, Listeners in Kenya. Nice. Nice. So that, that's some of our uh, international base. So, uh, Danny, can you say hello to our Kenyan guests? Um, hello, Kenyan guests. Oh, I thought, it would be, <laughs> I thought it would be something a little bit more, a little bit more fancy yeah. than that. <laughs> no, not at all. So uh, we're going to be talking about all things Rougarou, and uh, renditions of this spooky wolfman legend originated from uh, French and Canadian settlers who moved their way into uh, Cajun, Louisiana. Over generations, the stories have morphed but seem uh, to remain versions of cautionary tales. The Rougarou, or originally called Loop Guru, which is the French word for werewolf and man, uh, the Rougarou is described as a man in the shape of a dog or half-man half dog, half man. In Cajun legends, the uh, Rougarou is said to prowl the swamps around the Acadian and the uh, greater uh, New Orleans area. 
Uh, Rougarou has also been spotted in the sugarcane fields and woodlands of the uh, region. Uh, Rougarou has been spotted uh, numerous times in the Manshack Swamp of Louisiana, uh, which is where we took uh, our adventure in uh, pursuing and looking for that elusive creature. Uh, tonight we're going to be speaking with Jonathan Forrett, again, who is the Executive Director of the South Louisiana Wetlands Discovery Center and Chairperson for the uh, Rougarou Fest in uh, Huma, Louisiana. Jo Jonathan, this is Scott. Thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And I know you are in uh, you're in Louisiana, correct? Yeah, that's right. South so, Louisiana. So there's a bit of a time difference, uh, but we certainly appreciate you uh, being here. Um, why don't you yeah. tell us uh, tell us a little about yourself and uh, how you became interested in the uh, in the Rougarou? Sure. I am born and raised in southern Louisiana from a little town called Chauvin. As I grew up, I grew up doing things that little Cajun kids do, like fishing and hunting and walking through the woods and trawling for shrimp with my dad growing up. So it's just a, a, a typical Cajun uh, upbringing. Fast forward a couple of years, and uh, I took a job with the South Louisiana Wetlands Discovery Center. And we were looking to do um, some type of uh, fundraiser. We were looking at things that were sort of relevant to the area and our history and culture. We recognize that a lot of the younger kids nowadays no longer uh, were being told about the stories of the Rugaru. And so that's sort of how this all came about as a effort to keep our younger people connected to the stories that were told uh, in previous generations from our area. Sure. So, so why don't you, that's, that's cool that there's some uh, preservation of the history. I, I really like that. Yeah. Why don't you tell us, uh, tell us a little bit of the, about the history of the, the Rougarou, uh, what, what the Rougarou is and, and the history. So a lot of folks believe that the, the folklore traveled to Louisiana either from French Canadians that were expelled from Canada and came and settled in Louisiana or from French settlers from France that came and settled into the area and brought with them their stories of the Luc Garou. And so that's uh, spelled a little bit differently and pronounced a little bit differently, but that's the original um, version of it, the Luc Garou, which translates sort of into Wolfman. And so it was sort of these werewolf stories that came uh, came with those settlers. And over the years, I guess because we have lost a little bit of the French language in the area, it was much easier for people to say Rougarou than Lougarou. So I think that's sort of how that sort of lost in translation translation took place. So sure. now we call it the Rougarou instead of the Lougarou. So those stories, you know, for generations and have been uh, kept alive through, you know, the older folks, mostly telling younger kids, you know, behave or the Rougarou is going to get you. And so that's, that's sort of my <laughs> sure. experience of it as a young boy uh, for my parents to, you know, help keep me in line and make sure that I was making good choices as I was growing up. It was always sort of the, the threat. My grandparents and, and their parents, you know, seem to have much more colorful stories about encounters with the Rougarou and people that said that they encountered the, the, the creature and it was all uh, 
very fanciful, right? It's a, living in Southern Louisiana and growing up in Southern Louisiana, it's a beautiful place because some people, you know, think of the swamps as a, a, a murky, gross place, but it's really magical and it's really beautiful. You always hear people say, oh, we've got to drain the swamp. <laughs> it's like, no, the swamp is perfect. Right, beautiful. It's right. a, we've got an estuary going here with wonderful things growing in there. And it's just... <laughs> It, it can be a dangerous place, but it's also a place to be respected, right? If you respect it, then it's not so dangerous. But sure. So what a better location for, for this kind of creature to live and, uh, and the stories to, to take hold and, and be celebrated by our people, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it sounds like when the Luparu uh, stories were being told that it was a sort of a way, for, you know, and I, I sort of picture the Rougarou or Loop Guru to be somewhat like the Northwest has Bigfoot. And we have, mm-hmm, the, we have right. this, we have this Bigfoot lore. Uh, we have some sightings of Bigfoot and everything in the Northwest is Bigfoot. And so in the right, swamps right. of Louisiana, as opposed to uh, the lore of Bigfoot, it's the lore of the Loop Guru or, or Rougarou. And um, yeah. it, it sounds more like uh, in the research that we've done that um, this has been more of a, a story that has been told and passed down to generation to get, to get children to, to uh, believe. And I know that, that some of the history is that the, uh, you know, the, the Catholics would uh, you know, tell their children to behave or the, the Luperu would, would get them. But um, so aside from the stories that are being told to get children to behave um, in the Northwest, we do have actual Bigfoot sightings and people that, that sure. have encounters with Bigfoot. So is it similar in Louisiana where they have Rougarou sightings? Is there actual Rougarou sightings or is it more just of a lore story being told to get children to behave? Yeah, I think that we probably have had more stories of sightings um, in the past than we do now. And one thing that you had mentioned was about the, the stories of the Rugaru being tied to Catholicism. Is that it has very strong roots in, in Catholicism because there are certain ways that you can become a Rugaru. And so I think those stories were told to keep children um, in line and order, but I think there were also stories to keep bad Catholics continuing to go to church, right? Sure, and sure. And so um, I think, that, so so you could become a Rugaru if you did not observe Lent for seven years in a row. Sure. And so Lent is a part of, you know, that Catholic faith of, you know, you give things up, and, and if, so if you weren't giving things up during the season of Lent, then you would be cursed to become um, the Rugaru. And there was another story of someone being cursed to be the Rugaru, and the only way to get rid of that curse was to have another person draw the blood of the person that's the Rugaru. And Mm -hmm. once that blood was drawn, then the curse would transfer from that person to the other person. So that you you have these stories of people um, sort of being antagonized by the Rougarou, like they're walking through the woods and then all of a sudden the Rougarou's coming and aggravating them and then somebody will pull out an oyster knife, let's say, and and then cut the Rougarou. But that was what the Rougarou was trying to get that person to do because then that curse would pass from, from that person to the other. So 
I guess the the interesting part of these stories is that there's two sort of ideas. One is that the Rougarou is a particular creature that lives in the swamps of southern Louisiana. And then there's the other side that the Rougarou is a human that transforms into the Rougarou and, and then transforms back into a human because of, of this type of curse. There, there's this other idea that if you are out in the woods and you see um, the Rougarou, then you cannot tell anyone about that sighting for a year and a day. And if you do say, oh, my God, guess what I saw today? I saw the Rougarou in the, in the swamps. And then that would then put the curse on you. Mm-hmm. And then you would be cursed to become the Rougarou. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, just, it's some really, the stories are, are very uh, colorful, let's say. You know? Sure, sure. Um, it, to protect yourself as well, there are ways that you can protect yourself against the Rougarou. And that is... I guess the the Rougarou is a little OCD, and he's not great at math. And so um, if you place 13 objects, whether they be, some people say to use pennies, other people use like little rocks. If you put 13 um, items in front of your door or on your windowsill, the Rougarou will come to break into your house at night. And he will be mesmerized by these objects, and so he's going to want to count them. So he begins counting the pennies on the, the in front of the door, and then he can't count past the number twelve. And so when kinda he like, goes to like count Rob. the number, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he goes, so he goes to count to number thirteen, but he doesn't know that, and so he has to start over from one. And so he's really obsessing and counting all the way to twelve, and this continues on through the night. And by the time the sun comes up, the Rougarou has to retreat back into the swamps or it transforms back into a human, and then you're safe. There's a, a similar idea of a, a colander. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you put this colander on your door, it's the same concept. The Rougarou comes up, he's looking to get into your house, and then he begins to count the holes in the colander. Mm-hmm. And um, he gets to 12, doesn't know 13, starts the whole process over. And lo and behold, you're saved. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's put a funny. It's on your door, you'll be safe. <laughs> right. <laughs> so do you have a colander on your door? I, I actually don't. Oh. But the funny thing is, is I do have thirteen pennies there. <laughs> <laughs> so what's so you know what's what's humorous about that is that you know when you look at other stories of creatures, mythological creatures, etc., uh, that's actually a, a, a fairly common ground for not necessarily even the Rougarou, but there's a, there's a, a thing called the Boo Hag, yeah. which is similar. It's, yeah. it's sort of a witch, and the witch yeah. has is also uh, obsessive compulsive and count, 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 count. I don't think it's 13. I think it's 14 or 15. Um, it it uh-huh. says to put like a broom there, and it, yeah. it would start can, can, counting the bristles on the broom. Right. Oh yeah. wow! I think, yeah, I think I heard that a similar, a similar. I can't remember which which creature it was. It was the boo hag. The boo hag. We, we, yeah, I did a little. Which but yeah. um, not not only the boo hag and the rougarou, but that seems to be a, a commonality between some of these legends. Is that they, you know, they're they're similar in that they can't count past this, or this is what you use as a yeah. as a distraction. So it's it's interesting that um, that there's some similarities. So when they this. tell you <laughs> when when people say math serves no purpose. Back in back in our days of school, 
we, we, we know the truth now, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe now. not maybe not algebra, but <laughs> yeah, right. basic math. Yeah, right. we're going yeah, to see if we have an algebra teacher out there somewhere. Maybe that, uh, maybe we can make it more relevant. This is uh, we're doing we're doing work here for 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 math here. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, has there been any actual? Has there been any recent sightings, or you know, with you living? in that area you know every once in a while we actually have on our local news uh where they'll have people which is odd that you know news agencies pick stuff like this up um but they they do talk about uh bigfoot sightings uh has there been yeah. any recent sightings of the rougarou and if so where probably the most recent story that i've heard probably i would say is 35 40 years old Mm -hmm. um, so wow. it's, it's been some time since we've had any recent uh, stories of, of sighting. So, but again, you know, one thing that we talk about um, for for the the Discovery Center where I work and where we have the festival, the Rugaru Fest, we talk about you know the Rugaru is sort of our Smokey the Bear, like only you can save coastal Louisiana, because if we're experiencing some really tough problems down in southern Louisiana dealing with coastal land loss. Mm -hmm. sea level rise things like that and so with the loss of that 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 land which also acts as sort of a buffer between our communities and the creatures that live within the swamp you know the the space is is getting pretty tight and so it it would be pretty uh common to hear of stories coming up in the future of you know there's some critters that haven't been living here next to my house that now we're all of a sudden starting to see a little bit more of because mm -hmm. um we are losing land at such a at such a quick rate down here sure. um yeah. so yeah, yeah so the rugaru has now become like the, the poster child for a coastal land loss in louisiana for us sure know? sure that's awesome. So you're aware of like one of the most recent sightings was like 30 or 35 years ago. Uh -huh. I know, I know there's uh, you know, and I don't, I don't believe what I see on TV all the time, but sure. uh, they do have, you know, um, on A&E and discovery channel, they have different shows, swamp monsters and, you know, all these different, different TV shows that talk about, you know, them, them going to look for the Rougarou. But if you, if you believe what you see on those TV shows, there's significant sightings, uh, in the area, but again, I said I, I don't, I don't necessarily believe sure. that all of that stuff is kind of done for for ratings. Um, we did some research on the Rougarou, and one story was a recent sighting in the the Manshack Swamp of, uh -huh. the, of the Louisiana area. I don't know if you're familiar with any sightings yeah, in, oh that, yeah, in yeah. that area, uh -huh. the Manshack Swamp area. Yeah, I'm familiar with the area, but not necessarily the sighting. But yes, definitely the area. Do any of you guys have any questions? We got Jesse, Rob, and uh, Danny in the studio who probably have some some questions for you. I I have one really quick. I'm curious. It, um, is is this kind of like like are there multiple Rugaru or Rugarai? However you say it. Spit it out. Danny. Rugarai. You've had you've had all week. You've had all week to prepare for this uh, podcast, and we can't even get the, the name correct. But that's all right, Danny. That's okay. Because I mean, we have always referred to the Rugaru in masculine terms, like right. he is in the swamp. He, you know, right, so like right. are there female Rugaru or Rugaga? Or, right, right. <laughs> um, I mean, if you, 
that's a great question and i guess it depends on what you think of as the origin like is it a curse and if that curse just moves on to one person at a time then maybe it is a one person deal if it's a creature then maybe there's a little family of rougarous living in the swamp someplace you know know, one or the other and this this kind of goes away from the story but my grandfather would tell me of a story of the Rugaru, and it, it's unlike any of the others, but it portrays the Rugaru as a shapeshifter. And in all of the stories that I've heard in our area, I don't hear this one very often, but it was a Rugaru that could shapeshift, and typically it was into, an, like from a bird to a dog, um, and the animal was always white. And it could, uh, you know, it would cause mm-hmm. and create trouble for people that it was trying to, har- you know, harass and would break into their homes mm-hmm. and would hop on the rafters as a, a white bird and, and, you know, make a whole lot of noise. So that sort of morphed and changed and, and yeah. fit the needs of the community, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. what I just mentioned about like, you know, only you can protect coastal Louisiana, like the, the, the Rugaru, our sort of, our embracing of the Rugaru has shifted from that narrative that you told kids to be afraid of the Rugaru to mm-hmm. now the Rugaru being a protector of the swamp and his home. And so don't go out there and mess it up because the Rugaru is going to get you if you're, yeah. you know, doing bad things to the environment. You know, that mm-hmm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The, and, ru- and the Rugaru so says, it, give a hoot, don't pollute. That's right. <laughs> right, right. That's exactly it. And so it, it that story, and I think that's probably the most important part of our folklore and folklore in general, and the mm-hmm. stories of these creatures around is that um, it responds to the needs of the people that hold those stories at that time. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I'm I'm curious what the difference is to like I, I think Rugaru is fairly new to me anyway and and you know when I when I kind of did my little bit of my research I'm like oh werewolf okay but, yeah, yeah but I think maybe there's some differences are there differences between a Rugaru and and what we might think of as a werewolf you know what I mean yeah I, it depends on who you're talking to got it, um, got it. some people some people it's very much similar to a werewolf. Um, others have sort of a werewolf creature that has a little bit of a swamp influence. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So they'll yeah. have a little bit more of uh, the ability to, you know, to swim or to, you know, they'll have an, an alligator feature to it, you know? So it just kind of yeah. depends on who you're talking to, I think. Got it. I think yeah. I've got to do a lot more digging on this one because my, my family, my older generations are actually from Louisiana. Oh, and, nice. uh, I, I feel like I've never... I, I I haven't heard it from them, and we we got other things. You know, we got the switches and the belts up here. <laughs> but, uh, we, we got those we, too. Yeah, yeah, I don't doubt it. <laughs> we didn't get much in the way of of some of that folklore, like you said. I sure. love that idea of of the culture and you know some of the the folklore behind those things. But I I think I'm gonna have to dig into that a little bit more. I don't know how uh, close or familiar it is, but I know my on my grandmother's side, she was from a small town called Shady Grove which I think is somewhere, I'm told somewhere near like a town called Jonesboro or something like that. But, mm-hmm. um, but man, I, I feel like I missed out to some extent. So I'm going to have to go, go try and see if I can find some of those stories. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a, I don't know if you've heard this. There is a, uh, 
on YouTube, there's allegedly somebody by the name of uh, Jeff Fleming who uh, recorded the sound of a Rougarou um, that he claims was in the swamps of Louisiana and claims that it's a Rougarou. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play that. I haven't, but it was pretty great to hear. <laughs> Wasn't it? Yeah, that's a yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, so, um, so I'm trying he, to think of like what creature in Louisiana would make that noise. I mean, it's not yeah, doesn't sound that's like a, a really deep. Yeah, so it doesn't sound like a coyote or anything like that. It sounds like it's something a little bit deeper than that. You know? Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, he claims that he recorded that audio, and it didn't say specifically which swamp area of of Louisiana, but he is known yeah. for, you know, going in pursuit of the Rougarou and claims nice. that, that he, he claims that's the sound of the Rougarou, which is pretty interesting. He, he released that. I believe he got that in 2014. Uh, oh, wow. Are you familiar with, uh, being from Louisiana? Are you familiar with the, the group, the Pine Leaf Boys? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's Love those band. guys. We, we go to Louisiana quite a bit. And, uh, when we do nice. go, we, we end up staying at, uh, in the Bro Bridge area, because uh, we yeah, love, we yeah. love that Cajun country area of uh, Louisiana, and we were we were fortunate to see them play at the La Pousserie, which is one of the few Cajun dance halls left in the area. So we were able to see them, and um, and they did a song, the Werewolf Two Step, which is I, I'm sure you probably <laughs> heard that. <laughs> right, That's right. Uh, all about the uh, all about the Rougarou. I'm gonna we're gonna do a musical interlude later and, and play that song. Nice. It's, it's fun. Yeah, but, another great group. But to, great to, group. to be able to see them live and and dance to their music, uh, we uh, you know I I, I probably I probably made a fool out of myself because uh, they have the, the, at the La Pousseria, which is a Cajun dance hall. Again, they they take their Cajun two step pretty serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm familiar with the two step, but the Cajun two step is a, a little bit different. I think there's actually a third step involved in it. And so I, I embarrassed myself and um and they played the Werewolf <laughs> Two Step, which is a really fun song and I just I made a complete fool out of myself. But um they they're they're a great band and we were really fortunate to see them. So I just I just wanted to know if you knew the Pine Leaf Boys. Oh yeah, no, they're they're a wonderful band. We enjoyed them over here too. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about the Rougarou Fest. I understand you're you're on the chair you're a chair member of the uh the Rougarou Fest. What what is the Rougarou Fest, and where where yeah, and when is yeah. that? So the the Rougarou Fest this year, twenty twenty one, marks our tenth uh, annual festival. Congratulations! And so uh, it takes place in uh, in Homa, Louisiana. It's a celebration of our community and who we are as a group of people, and and we celebrate our food. We celebrate our music. We even have uh, well. We have a nutria pardoning. I'm not sure if you guys know what a nutria is. We have them here. Uh, Despicable yeah, creatures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Despicable. Well, confusing is what it is. We need to do an episode on that. <laughs> exactly. So, so you guys know that they're invasive. Yeah. They tear up our um, marsh here. But we have one that his name is Beignet. And he is uh, Swedish. Like, like the pastry? Tame, like fried dough and powdered sugar. Because <laughs> he's so sweet. Like, he really is just so sweet. Each year, Beignet gets a pardon from our parish president because um, they're, they're invasive. And there's actually a bounty program in the parish that we live in. 
because wow. they're tearing up the marsh so much. So hunters can go out, shoot the nutria. You bring the tails into the wildlife and fisheries, and you get $6 per tail. And so wow. each year there are thousands and thousands of tails that get collected just because it's such a huge problem down here. And so um, at the festival this past year, we actually served nutria chili. And <laughs> oh, we were kind of, yeah, we were kind of <laughs> nervous about it. We're uh, like, are, how, how are people going to respond to this? And that was the first thing that sold out. Like, seriously, wow. <laughs> like, people responded very well. How did so it taste? Wow. We've gotta, yeah, we've got to step up our Nutria Chili game for this year. Uh, how, um, how does it yeah, taste? So, oh, you know, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, like, chicken, because that's what you're just supposed to say. Right, but, right. no, it probably, I'd say it's, um, I don't know if you've eaten deer meat before, but yeah. it's a, mm. a lean, dry meat. And wow. so, in order to, uh, to to make it a little bit tastier, we actually mix it with pork. So it's actually pork and nutria ah, okay. mixed together to give it a little bit more of a. So it's not so dry. Mm-hmm. But man, it was it was good. Like mm-hmm. it really was good. We're trying to get people to because look, it's just a shame that you would hunt these animals because they're invasive, um, but then not use the rest of the, sure. the body, yeah, right? right, right. bringing the tail in. So yeah. it's our efforts to kind of not not be disrespectful to the animal, I guess. So if you're going to kill it, then why not eat it? <laughs> There's mm-hmm. a joke about, you know, invasive species. Everybody else are just like, oh, my God, how are we going to do, uh, how are we going to deal with this? And then people in Louisiana ask, how's it taste? Right. And yeah. so uh, <laughs> that's sort of the route that we're going. But, but I've, I've eaten some un- I've eaten know, some unusual things in Louisiana, uh, but Nutria was not on that list. Well, hey, next time you guys find yourself <laughs> in Louisiana, hopefully it'll be around October. Y'all swing by the festival and we'll, right. um, Absolutely. we'll, we'll, we'll get you a plate of Nutria chili. Absolutely. So, um, so, yeah, so there's a lot of fun things like that at the festival. We we have a costume contest. We were, uh, USA Today ranked us as, as one of the top ten costume parties in the country, so that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, the Louisiana Travel Association uh, rated us as the, the the number one festival in the state of Louisiana in 2020. Mm-hmm. And, look, that's during the pandemic. So, you know, you got to put on a pretty good show to get, yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> to get an award during the <laughs> pandemic. Sure. Um it's just a lot of it's a lot of fun and and two like i had said earlier it's to keep those stories alive for our students because so many of our kids are you know when we first started this out they had no idea and had never heard of the rugaru before um Mm -hmm. and this is this is a part of their culture and their heritage so it was important that those stories come back so we do have a narrative stage as well where we have people uh sharing the stories about the rugaru and then other things like medicinal plants that are uh, found locally. You know, we'll have somebody talking about those things. And it, it's been fun because now we're seeing, you know, when kids have to do social studies projects in school, you know, they've done them on the Rugaru now. And it's not oh something that we've nice. seen. That's awesome. And then, awesome. So, then so then I'm the sort of the, the ending place of those projects because the parents are like, oh, it's so good. Maybe the festival would like it. So in my office, I've got like several student projects on, in dioramas, like the little shoe boxes. Oh, that's the awesome! Room yeah, and the that's little, yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's really great. Yeah. And so it's it's it that's that's probably the the biggest success with the festival. Of course, it's a fundraiser for the Wetlands Discovery Center. But mm-hmm. I think the the true success is that these 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 kids growing up in this area 
are familiar with the stories of their ancestors. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. that's really important. And that's yeah. October twenty uh, first through the twenty fourth of this year. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, already, and, and you have a website where they can go. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the website for the festival is rugarufest.org. And um, you can find all the information about the festival there, the things that we serve on the menu, the Nutria Chili is going to be up on there. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's all awesome. the rest of uh, delicious things. Speaking of the Nutria, uh, on February 2nd, if he comes out, do you see his shadow? Does that mean? That <laughs> <laughs> no, we do that. We actually do that. And so for that's us, funny. it's not about winter. It's about hurricane season. Oh, oh hurricanes. Okay. Right. Okay. If he sees his shadow, that means we're going to have a terrible hurricane season. Oh, wow. oh, no. and, and if he doesn't see his shadow, then that means we're gonna you know we're not gonna have to worry about it no hurricanes that's awesome <laughs> unfortunately this february beignet did see his shadow which means oh, we're man. gearing up for a pretty uh hefty hurricane season uh, you, you just I had one that. last last season didn't you you guys pretty had a pretty heavy one last season yeah it was it was no i mean look we went through the alphabet you know we had to yeah. start off with uh <laughs> alpha beta like all of those songs yeah it was it was really terrible here last year. We're hoping for well, I ho- uh, a I hope, little less activity. I hope Beignet is not correct and that you guys don't have. Um, <laughs> yeah. I agree with you on yeah, that. So for you. for in wrapping up, uh, for those of us who geographically are not uh, super familiar with the Louisiana, where where is Houma, Louisiana, in comparison to like uh, say New Orleans or Baton yep. Rouge? Yeah. So Houma is going to be a little bit southwest of New Orleans. And there is a little bit of land south of New Orleans. Not mm-hmm. much, mm-hmm. but that's, <laughs> where, that's what we're living it's on. Mid, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of land. Um, like the Keys, huh? That's it, that's right. And, so, and then we're uh, southeast of uh, Baton Rouge. So mm-hmm. if, if you look between Baton Rouge and New Orleans and you go all the way down on the coast, it's uh, between those two, Terrebonne Parish, um, that's where we are in Holman. It's about... I'd say an hour and a half uh, drive from New Orleans, so it's not it's oh, not okay. too far from New Orleans. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. And uh, like I said, we get to Louisiana quite a bit. And uh, actually, um, some of our favorite times to go is is around October. So maybe our next trip will be uh, in October, twenty twenty two, because we just got back. But um, we would love to come down to the uh, Rougarou Fest and and meet with you and I just want to say thank you very much for yeah. for being our guest uh, extremely interesting information on the Rougarou but we, we we enjoy your time and would love to have you back again sometime that sounds great thank you guys so much and please let me know if you come in 2022 and we'll we'll roll out the red carpet for you awesome, awesome. that would be amazing awesome. Uh, perfect thank you sir thank you for your time yes thank, thank you you, sir. you know I kind of like the thought of rolling out the red carpet for us oh. <laughs> I kind of awesome. So what do you what do you think that would consist of at a Rougarou fest if they rolled out like first in line at the Nutria chili stand? Yeah, there we go. Like like VIP it, for the line. It only, you know, so I pulled up their website Rougarou yeah. fest. Yeah. Okay, so it's Louisiana, so they got some good food on the on the menu. Oh, I'll bet. I'll They've bet. got and everything you buy like tickets or whatever and you mm-hmm. turn in the tickets for everything. They got fried oyster po' boys. Mm. Fried tr- everywhere <laughs> yeah fried shrimp yeah fried oysters and shrimp they got fish corn blue crawfish gumbo mm-hmm. and you know it's all the louisiana yeah, food and then you and then you go down and then it's you got alligator tacos 
jambalaya, you know, all the good mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's fried catfish. Then there's Nutria chili. That's five a, five tickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that would be fun. I think to I think uh, I think to if go to that. I think if Scott went down there, all he would be doing was eating cracklings. That, that, that's what he does. Is jambalaya. There, is there boudin on there? Yeah, boudin. Yes. Yeah, they got everything. I, I think we need to get down there this year. I, so I, I'm down. The I'm if down. you go to their website, it has a, a clock on it. So it the fest- thirty seven days. 22 hours, 17 <laughs> minutes, and 56 seconds. Yeah. I mean, they got it down. That'd be fun to do. And I don't know. Brown's, they got a picture. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this is the, there's like, they have a huge pot, which I'm sure is the chili. I mean, it's like a, what you would call it. It's a big old stainless steel pot just full of nutrient chili. Yeah, so I just looked it up. So when we when we go to Louisiana, we typically stay in the Brobridge area, which I'm, I'm fine with venturing other places, but it's it's almost two hours from uh, from Brobridge, Louisiana. Might be kind of fun to to stay there. You guys ready to not, you guys ready to move not on? Not too crazy for uh, round trip tickets there, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny that I brought up seeing the shadow when they actually, they actually do, do that. That is funny. Do. That is funny. So what I want to do, I want to uh, give us a real quick musical interlude. I, I know you guys heard me talk <coughs> about the uh, the Pine Leaf Boys, which is an amazing. Amazing uh, Cajun band uh, out of uh, Louisiana. We saw them at a, a small Cajun dance hall there. They have a song called The Werewolf Two-Step, and this is the uh, the Pine Leaf Boys' Werewolf Two-Step, which is all about the uh, loop guru slash rougarou. <laughs> and it'll get you moving for sure.
guys, Pine Leaf Boys. That's a, awesome. I That's a good song. Love those it guys. Uh, seeing them live was even there's better. nothing yeah there's nothing cooler than seeing a couple guys up there playing all the instruments and just jamming on the accordion you know like have you ever really seen that no and they are getting down with these accordions wow. i think they had like dual accordions oh there yeah they a couple, did, had two guys doing two it. guys doing the accordions it was um, uh-huh. it just pumped you up it was so much fun uh, that's the pine leaf boys werewolf two-step you can uh, get it on spotify uh, you know anywhere Anywhere that you can get music these days with this fancy st- streaming stuff. St- streaming. Technology. Yeah, whatever. In the internet. Uh, <laughs> you can also probably buy the record at, <laughs> uh, at the record store. Do they even still make records? Uh, yes. Yes, they do. So this this will tell you how old I am. I actually worked at Tower Records, and in their, I was their loss, director of loss prevention, uh, when when they actually sold records. Wow. I would stop people from stealing wow. records. Yeah. Stop. When you yeah. had to actually flip through all of them from the, you know, the shelves. And yeah. Flip yeah. Through yeah. To yeah. The they were listed, listed <laughs> alphabetically. Yeah. You guys, uh, you guys ready to, to move on here? Yeah. Do it. We are Northwest Curiosity Society. And these are our files so Rob tab and myself had the opportunity to go to Louisiana recently on our trip to Louisiana we decided that we were gonna go look for the loop guru and uh, we researched recent sightings uh, the most recent sighting I was able to locate was in the uh, Manshack swamp which is about 45 minutes from uh, New Orleans, 30 to 30 to 45 minutes, 45 minutes from New Orleans. Uh, and so we decided to go out there and take a look for the uh, Rougarou. But before we did, we uh, made contact with our good friend, uh, Hoodoo Saint Moise, who runs a voodoo hoodoo shop in uh, New Orleans. And uh, he was a guest on a previous show and he had agreed to uh, perform a cleansing ceremony for us, and the, um, the Conjure is Conjure New Orleans yeah. is the uh, is the name of his shop there on uh, Bourbon Street in New Orleans. We certainly had no idea what to expect uh, when he was being interviewed by us on our uh, Hoodoo uh, episode. He had made uh, cracks about coming. He would give us a cleansing ceremony and said that uh, he hoped that we weren't afraid of chickens. So. Um, we were we were a little worried. <laughs> yeah, a little worried about what we were gonna <laughs> be getting into. And uh, if I remember correctly, um, it was pretty early in the morning that we did this, and uh, we were Rob and I were with our girlfriends, um, and Tab was with us. And I think that they all were drinking some mimosas pretty pretty early in the morning. I will not confirm or deny that. I'm pretty but sure Rob was drinking that <laughs> early in the morning. I mean, just the very fact that you had to say that really <laughs> yeah, would, it's would, interesting. Yeah, hey, would, would lead what, someone to believe that he was. When drinking. in Rome. Okay. <laughs> but we we had we had tied one on uh, that evening, and when we woke <laughs> up, we were not not ready to go see Hoodoo Sunday. Oh. We were in no physical or mental condition to. I don't know. I was ready for a cleansing. <laughs> <laughs> a shower. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So Hudu Saint Moise knew that we were going to be coming to Louisiana looking for the uh, 
uh, Rougarou and uh, had told us that he was going to conduct a uh, cleansing ceremony for us and a ceremony to keep us safe. Uh, so it was sort of a dual pr purpose. Um, I will say I will say this that I had I had reservations to do it because of my strong Christianity uh, background, but and I so I did a lot of research into it before I even agreed to do it, and it was very religious. Uh, one wouldn't think that because it was hoodoo or voodoo related that, that it, there would be religion involved, but it was 95% uh, uh, religion and thought they were, were going to play a, a, an audio clip of, of the cleansing. And uh, a, a good majority of that was taken out, which is the very beginning of it, which is um, uh -huh. a Catholic a Catholic ceremony yeah. that you go through. So it was it was very spiritual uh religious um but for uh, purposes of playing what we went through we just kind of wanted the um the uh the other versions of it which is where he's you know playing the the bells and doing what he does so we, we took that part out so we're going to play a little bit of audio from that cleansing slash safekeeping from the rukuru uh that we have <laughs> queued up here yeah, would, did you guys think it was worth it? Did it was get anything cool. out of it? It was super cool. In fact, I, I didn't think that it was going to be that cool. And again, we've gone to Louisiana a lot, so it was a very cool experience too. Mm -hmm. To and even the girls that were with us, I think, were a little freaked out at first. Um, Trisha and and Julie, but they after we left, they said that they thoroughly enjoyed it. It was uh, it was an amazing experience, honestly. Yeah, and <coughs> Scott actually. Uh, over in our display has the liquid that Sen Mui's uh, actually rubbed on our arms, our legs, the back of our head, mm -hmm. the top of our head. He kind of did it different on all of us, mm -hmm. but it w and it has a really uh, nice smell to it as well. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll pull it out and let you guys. Yeah, it was. It's well, crazy. Maybe yeah. we should do name that smell yeah, on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that should have been one. <laughs> But, but yeah, no, it was a great, great experience. I think. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely need to be cleansed. That's for sure. You know what, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, wrong, okay, wrong yeah. clip. Eight-year-old Jesse on the soundboard again. <laughs> Ramzon, j'ai pitié, tombe, je suis allongé. Ogo, 
diabla li la majoensi se fue se fa futue ogu papa diabla di la majoensi se fue begue bon die oge la seyo diabla di la majoensi pa vwe pa vwe timu yo se pa vwe sa se joa timu yo sa se blan begue bon die oge la seyo diabla di la majoensi pa vwe ogu papa So anyway, yeah. that was our experience of the uh, cleansing and protection ceremony. Um, again, super cool. If, if you guys get a chance to see Hoodoo Saint Moise at the uh, Conjure New Orleans, I recommend that uh, that people people do that. It's a uh, it's a cool experience. It's yes. a it's a pretty small small little shop, uh, smaller than what we thought it would be. Uh, but uh, you ha he has a lot of different um, items there, and you know, chicken feet and chicken, we we <laughs> actually have one here in the studio and, and uh, all kinds of different knickknacks and trinkets and whatnot. But it's a cool little shop, and definitely recommend. Going you know what there. else we're able to get there, Jesse? There's a there's a voodoo shops all over, obviously yeah. in New Orleans. But I was able to pick up brick dust. Brick dust. Really? Yes. Yep. I have brick I, dust in mm. there for our next uh, trip that we take, and we need some protection. Nice. I, I actually, it's 125 year old New Orleans bricks, and they yep. they pound it by hand. Sounded weird. They uh, pound it by hand, and they 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 say a prayer while they do it. They say a protection prayer. You know, Our Father out in heaven, hell be thy name. And yeah. they, the whole time that they're crushing this brick, they say this prayer. Now, whether or not it's actually going to protect us is is. Um, so is, what what was the creature that you needed? Uh, the Rougarou is one. Was it one? Was yeah. that one of them? <laughs> the Rougarou is one of them. I think brick dust is sort of like the universal protection for many many things. Huh. Uh, we got to remember to bring thirteen pennies, which we forgot to do uh, when we went. So you're telling me you guys <coughs> didn't go with protection, and one of you could yeah, be the yeah. Rigaru, Trisha, and, and you Ju came back here. Trisha and Julie were there, which uh, they were both, I think, a little bit mm. more brave than than Rob and I, honestly. Oh yeah, when we went into the swamp too, they were totally digging it as yeah. well. They were like the first ones in, and I was like, wow. I, I, "Wait, are you sure we should be doing this?" And then they were gone. They were like, "Come on, we're going to look for the rougarou." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about that uh, real briefly. So we went to the Manshack Swamp, uh, which is where numerous sightings of the uh, rougarou uh, have been. Uh, unfortunately, during the time of our visit, the Manshack Swamp uh, was recently flooded by. Uh, it wasn't a hurricane, but it was a severe storm. And so we were unable to get deep into the Manshek Swamp, but um, for the Rougarou, you don't have to. We went along the perimeter of the Manshek Swamp. Um, what was your experience, Rob? How did you feel about that? I don't know. I guess like us, like being in Louisiana, you know, kind of uh, you got that little bit muggy. The, the one thing that's really cool is like you hear all these different types of sounds mm -hmm. that are frogs, uh, unusual yeah, frogs, just like natural 
instead of hearing like a freeway, although we were fairly close to the freeway, but you hear all these frogs, these crickets, and what, I don't even know half the stuff Mm-mm. that we were hearing. Mm-mm. And uh, that walkway, gosh, I wish we could have went down that walkway. We talked about that last episode, how it mm-hmm. was flooded. Um, the actual walkway was, um, and, and I think back there is where this Ju- sightings would mm-hmm. maybe be seen and mm-hmm. then where Julie Brown Julie was. Julie Brown, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, the nice thing about that Manshack Swamp is that it's a, it's a allegedly a hotbed of paranormal activity uh, as a result of uh, the voodoo priestess Julie Brown who haunts the Manshack Swamp, uh, the Rougarou who also um, hangs out in the Manshack Swamp. But, you know, from an other side, if you're, if you're just looking at it outside of the... Uh, speculation of lore and stuff like that there was there was documented 200 and some odd deaths where the the town of frontier uh frenia had um basically been wiped off the map and there was a lot of deaths as a result of that so um, of all of the swamps in louisiana and there's hundreds of swamps in louisiana literally hundreds uh, if not thousands, I'm sorry. That one is uh, the most haunted swamp of, of all swamps in, in the Louisiana area. And we were hoping uh, to hear this. All those other sounds around it, though, we heard. Uh, there's a lot of unusual sounds, and I'm, I'm not familiar with the, uh, with the animals and creatures and in that area but uh, we did hear some unusual things but not unusual to people coming from the northwest going to louisiana and and not hearing uh, certain things so all in all i would recommend others to go to the manchek swamp uh, and do some investigations i wish i really wish we could have gotten uh, more evidence or spent more time there we did spend a considerable amount of time there but we weren't able to get anything because again it, it, it was flooded um you have anything else you want to add on that rob you guys got yep. some audio of the swamp noises that you were out there? We do, uh, but we had some technical issues. What's that we, mean? We could have pulled up at least, we should have at least pulled up. A, a, we did have a little bit of recording on that. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting to listen to. We don't, we don't have it. Why don't we have it? The device is right there. I and guess there were some technical issues. There's a card on it. Okay, it's I not need, fucking rocket science. <laughs> you, you guys ready to, uh, ready to move on? <coughs> All right, let's yeah. go. Okay, so that was our episode on the Rougarou. And we have some super, super amazing uh, episodes coming up. Episode 22. Yeah, that's after 21. Yeah. Episode twenty two is gonna be, be before twenty three. It's gonna be something. It's gonna super, be awesome. Super amazing. What is it? It's uh, let's just say it's okay. amazing. It's gonna be huge. Danny, huge. thank you for being here. It's gonna be huge. Thank you for joining us, Rob, Jesse. Thanks everyone for being here. Thank you for listening. Uh, episode twenty two is gonna be something spectacular. <laughs> Uh, and until then, nighty night. Nighty night. Nighty night. Nighty night. Good night.